0: For all your future ticketing needs, use the promo code WAR, W-A-R-R, and save 5% off all purchases at TixBlitz.com or on the TixBlitz app. That's promo code WAR for 5% off on great seats to all events. TixBlitz provides the same great seats as other resellers, but with no service fees. Never pay service fees at TixBlitz.com.
1: Everybody comfortable? Yeah. Get your ass up when I'm talking. Hey, take it easy. It's showtime. It's showtime. Yeah. Feel the magic and soul love, the YBs. Yeah. Welcome to the show. Take two. Welcome to that David Show. We always appreciate you taking a little bit of your time. To hang out with Ryan Bukovetsky and myself. I am Kenneth Davis. Please follow me at That's Davis at all media platforms. Um, follow Ryan social media platforms. That is follow Ryan at Ryan Bisky and Ryan Bisky One on Instagram. Um, we got a ton of stuff to get into today. We're going to talk about my off top has to do with uh, something that we're going to do later this week. Some of the stuff that I did this weekend. I went here in Chicago to uh, not me, you know me and no old lady. Went to uh, the Jodice, uh, Charlie Wilson, and New Edition concert. The New Edition concert is what it's probably told us—the Culture Tour, which is always funny. Looking at looking at uh, the Migos and hearing somebody else be like, "It's the cult. like they were out there." I'm not going to. We're, we're going to do the concert later, but to hear somebody like to hear them like New Edition be like, "This the Culture Tour? We doing this for y'all? No, you're doing this because you guys have your papers together and you you could, you almost sold out the UC." Is why you're doing. You're not doing this for me. You're doing this for you, as you should do this for you, right? So, uh, just we. I got something off top about what happened after that nice concert that we attended, right? And it's quite the tale. It already has me intrigued, and I do not even know the full scope of it. And I won't go as in depth if I would have four years ago because. My big bro Lawrence Holmes has kind of taught me not to lay the whole flame down like I may have had in my, my younger years. So I they, just put a light people, roasting. That's what um, I'm saying. There's so some that, people, heavy There's burn. some people that will be protected that don't deserve protection <laughs> that I will protect in this situation because I'm a nice person for the most part, unless I'm helping my daughter with her homework, which I start to lose my mind. I gotta get my life together. All right. So then we're gonna definitely jump into some Bulls basketball because outside of what's happening with the Bears with free agency in the draft, the Bulls are the most pertinent thing, particularly with baseball not in effect here in Chicago. Even though, wait, they just gave up button. Did you see that come across the thread, Ryan? That I they're, did they're, not. They've opened up to banning bunting because that was – I was really – even though some people have been upset about bunting for years, but I, I was fine with a little bunt, to be honest yeah. with you. Especially – I was fine with it more because so many people can't bunt well that I want – I would love to have great a great – about two or three great bunners right? And take advantage of it, right? But yeah, I thought that came across a thread that in the negotiations I saw that before we start recording that they're going to ban I Bunton heard they for- want to
0: end the shift, which I'm okay they with, end the shift. but the
1: bunt. Yeah, so this is all for the younger viewers because, you know, those kids hate bunting. But, um- Have they ever had a nice bunt cake? Cause you know, I'm telling you, you have a nice bun cake. You might change you, your mind on a little. You may, you might change your mind on a button. So we're definitely going to talk about Bulls basketball and how we feel about what they're doing right now. And then we're going to get into a little bit of off tops. And I'm not even going to tell you that. I'm going to let uh, that happen organic. And Ryan drop that. But it definitely has something to do with gambling foolishness. If you get my drift, <laughs> like just I don't even know. Wait, Listen, your drift or your tide. I was. <laughs> on that note right there.
0: Sing it from the top, top. Top, top. top. Tippy. tippy oh, bomb,
1: yeah. Sing it, Daddy. Sing it, Daddy. So listen. Sing it, told, Daddy. Sing it, Daddy. As I told you on the off top, as I told you prior to this off top, that uh we went to the new edition concert, which was a fantastic experience. And I will we'll probably be giving you uh a, a segment on that on Wednesday or whatever, right? So after the concert, I think the concert let out. Well, I'm going to say when the concert let out. We got back to the vehicle about 12.09, right? And while we were there, we were talking about, you know, we're going to grab something. Because, I mean, in all fairness, when you go to a concert, you want to do something after it. But we got kids at home, right? So it was like, all right, let's grab something. And I had noticed. And it's funny because, you know, we're foodies, all right? After myself. And we were sitting there. And the crazy thing is this. We've been watching this um, series of Guy Fieri's called like it's, it's this this thing where he's trying to set up uh, restaurant tours to be a franchisee of his for his chicken guy restaurant. Right. So we've been watching these episodes and stuff. And I'm looking on my phone while we're there, just in between. I think it may be in between the acts between, again, see uh, uh, Charlie Wilson, a new edition. I'm looking on my phone and I see that there's a guy's kitchen which was one of the things that was kind of featured on the episode. I believe there was one in like Branson, Missouri or something that they did a pop up for chicken guy inside on one episode. I can't, I'm, I'm not sure, but I think that's actually what happened, but you see like how, how big, um, the process is with Guy Fieri as making sure quality control is the same everywhere. Right? Like, that's like, one of the largest things is like, you know, like if you go here, like if you go to a Patillo's here, and you go to a Patillo's there, the food is the same quality. You know what I'm saying? Like, if even though it may not be as held in as high as regard as it was when we were kids, you go to McDonald's here and you go to McDonald's there, for the most part, it's the same. You know, so you get what I'm trying to say or whatever. So when I saw that there was a guy's kitchen and that it had the chicken guy classic, I'm like, great. This would be something where it's another adventure after the concert, right? It's something that, you know, we kind of watch these shows or whatever. We can judge how we feel about this food, so on and so forth, right? So we sit there, and this place is off of Taylor, Mm -hmm. right? It's off of Fillmore uh, by Taylor, right? And um, we get there. It's not too far from UIC. And I pull up, like, around the corner, right? And I just, like, because I get there, and it's, like, maybe 12, 15? You know what I'm saying? So I'm early. I got 14 minutes to wait at least. And you never know with pickup if it's going to be ready, ready when they say it's going to be ready. So anyway, I sit there. Usually it's not. Spoiler right. alert. We sit there and we wait. I wait to about 1225 because I have to still locate where this place is at. Right. So, Ryan, I start driving around this block. And at when I first came down the street, I was going to turn into this lot, but I didn't. Right. So I come down it again. And at one point I'm about to turn to an afters like, yeah, but that's like a that's like a parking, like private parking or whatever. And I was like, yeah, but OK. So I kept going. And then I pull around to Taylor. I believe this is Taylor. And I hop out and go and walk up to where it kind of looks like the address should be. And ask this bouncer and these people hanging standing outside. And I'm like, hey, where's guy's kitchen or whatever he's like huh I don't. he's like wait you know what I no. but then he thinks he's like I, th- I think you have to do this and go around here and do that and I'm like damn that's the lot I was going to turn into right so I go around turn into this lot and this is this all mind you already because of how how hard it has been trying to find this food I've already went to after yeah cancel that order Right. I've already crossed my mind. It's like, you know what? I can find something out here because this is too difficult because when we pulled up, it's like, where is it at? It seems like it's in the middle of a block. And what I mean in the middle of the block, I'm not talking about on the east side or the west side or the north side and the south side. I'm talking about like. In between the alley, right? Like, like, like that's where it's like, where is this place at, right?
0: Did you not know that's the entrance to Flavortown, baby? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I
1: did, could not locate the entrance to Flavortown. It's like more flavor, more flavor, more flavor, more flavor, right? So, <laughs> so anyway, I come around again and I'm like, I'm turning, I'm gonna turn into this lot. I turn into this lot. Now, mind you, when I turn into this lot and it has this this crazy um Concrete row that it it's hard for you just to turn in and turn because you roll run over the concrete row. So when I turn in and turn, I see that all this time right there as you're driving past it, but you couldn't see because it's dark. There's a food. There's a food truck right here, but nobody was standing out front of it. Right? Ah, uh, here we go again. Here we go again. <laughs> hey, did you register the food truck on Google Maps? Oh, no, did you do that no. Al? Forget all that. Forget all that. Right. So then I'm like, here, the damn thing is right here. Right. So I, I jump out because the dude, the dude, when I went to that, um, that, 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 that bar was like, yeah, it's like food. They do food trucks over in the back or whatever. And I'm like, ah, oh, it's that lot. Right. But you couldn't see it from the street, though, because it was fa- the food truck. Was, if this is the street right here, the food truck is facing this way. And there's no one right here. It, like, if you saw a line, oh. you would think, oh, I get it. You can't. And it was dark. It wasn't even like it was lit. Because you know how some food trucks would, like, put Christmas lights. Yeah, because this guy's
0: just going on a cigarette break in the alley. And he's <laughs> right, just exactly, having to roll up exactly. with it.
1: Like, even, listen, even if you were by these bars, you Unless you know that they usually park there, and I don't know if they do, you still wouldn't have known that behind on the next block back there is a food truck, right? You you wouldn't have known that. Now, maybe if you were looking for it on your phone and you were around there, but still, it, w- it would have been difficult because you would have to walk through an alley, depending on if you were coming off of Taylor. So anyway, I'll park. You know what I'm saying? I, I go, I walk up, I t- I, I already told Afton I'm like, yo, send me the pictures. She didn't even send me the picture right away. So you know, I already am in a bad mood. Right. <laughs> so, so I'm like, Did you send the picture? Man, this is like three, four minutes later. I'm like, Did you send the picture yet? She was like, I'm sitting. I was like, What? Why did I first thing I said was send the picture, right? So we get I get there and I ask the lady, I'm like, yo, you know, I got this order, whatever, whatever. I tell him after his name. And I mean, I think I don't even know, I don't think Afton even used uh, uber eats i found on uber eats but like for instance like we do we have two different delivery apps that we use so if one of us is if we're going to order through uber eats i'm going to order order it if we're going to order through doordash she's going to order it you know what i'm saying so mm-hmm. i think it was i think it may have been through doordash how it was ordered because it didn't have her name or whatever and i'm like look so i went back and i was like told i like just give me your phone And the lady's like, I don't see a name. I'm like, this is the order number right here. And mind you, the lady's just like, put the phone up to the window. And it's like, what the are you doing, right? So anyway, and I mean, listen, and she probably was high. All right, I'm just being honest with you. And I don't care if she's, and the cook, I don't care if they're high one, I, now, mind you, if I'm at work, I'm not going to be under the influence, me personally, because it, it. not to say I couldn't get the work done, but the attention to detail and sometimes detail can be difficult for me anyway. Um, it's going to be harder. And also, I don't want to represent myself like that. Right. But I'm not I'm not judging others. If you can sit there and have a buzz going and flip burgers and get orders ready, that's great for you. If you can do it accurately. Fantastic. I have no problem with that or whatsoever. So anyway, I go up there and I finally she's like, Oh, okay, I got it. Now, Ryan, I told you that now I got there. Now, by, by the time I found where the restaurant was, the food truck, it had to be remember I said it was 1229 I was supposed to pick it up. It had to be 1240 something by now, oh, right? Boy. By the time I found it, maybe 1239, but I'm really sure it's about 1240 something, right? My order still, still isn't ready, right? <sighs> so I'm sitting there. That could be a you.
0: silver lining.
1: Right, I thought. I thought. Then again, you know what? And I didn't do it because we were here. That's it. Now I'm using. All right, we're here. It's twelve forty. What am I going to find? You know what I'm saying? Forget it. Let's just. It'll be ten minutes or whatever. Let's find out if it's good or not. Whatever. So on and so forth. So sit there. Some lady walks up, pulls in, say a pull in. She walks up. She's like four feet from me. Now, she thinks I'm in line. I said, "Listen, you need to go check and see if your order ready, bro." She's like, "Thank you." She went and checked. They gave her her order, and she's like, "Thank." She said, "Thank you again." So you're welcome. Some brother pulled up right in some truck, and he was like, "Some he waiting." I said, "Bro, you need to go ask and see if they got your order ready, right?" Because I'm telling people this all the time. Like, it was, no matter fact, matter of fact, some white boy pulled up at first, and I told him, "Like, man, go see if they got like." Don't stand behind me. <laughs> Be I, I'm happy you're being nice, but I'm not in line. They basically, and I, the crazy part is now I want to talk shit.
0: Right, because I, already- I feel like you're collecting data. No, thank you for the thank you. I'm
1: glad I know that you got your food first. Oh, you yes, can, sir. Thank you. Right, right, thank right, you. right. So, but now I'm in it. Now I'm in. I'm in it for all of this. Right now, let's find <laughs> out how deep this is going to go. So I'm waiting. All these people get their order. I probably end up waiting 20 minutes after finding this place. Right, my order is supposed to be ready at 12:29. I got there at 12:40 something. I'm still there. It is one o'clock, right? So sitting there and they give me my order, whatever. I take it, I walk to the car, I'm like, check all this because I don't trust these mugs. We go through now, mind you, we got a guy's chicken sandwich. I got a burger, she got some wings. We're just gonna try the sandwich, you know, whatever, whatever. Actually, we got two chicken sandwiches, right? Just to see, you know, whatever, whatever. So, anyway, get back to the car. I go look at my burgers there, but now there are two other burgers in here. And I also oh. got a macaroni. So they had they, they had guys Mac, this is to let you know how Guy Fieri it is. Guy's Mac Daddy and Cheese macaroni. <laughs> Mac Daddy and Cheese. You know, Mac Daddy and Cheese. What, 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 guys, was it Connor or Gun? I forget what his son's name is, right? And it's, it's just, I'm going back because I know his son's Gunner name, Fieri. right? <laughs> yeah, but uh, anyway, so listen, I go and I look, and my, my, um, my mac and cheese isn't in here, right? So I'm already, I've, I've waited, and I'm mad, right? And also, when she gave me the food, and I'm about to turn away, the lady says, I like your gym shoes. And I was like, yeah, I appreciate it. Because I was not going to sink. I was not going to be evil. When I should, I clearly could have been evil. But it was just like, one day, were, prior to this, they were messing with my food. So they knew I wasn't happy, but I didn't want them to give me the special sauce. So I was like, let me just relax or whatever. So I sit there. I see that. I go back. I said, where's my mac and cheese? She's like, because they have also I'm sorry, they have a mac and cheese burger. Right. And Mm -hmm. She's like, no, you got your mac and cheese burger. This is where the other two burgers. Now, if you said I had a mac and cheese burger, there should have been one. Why is there two? Right. And then look, and it wasn't even like mac and cheese to where the actual Mac was from mac and cheese. It was just Mac. Right. Under. Mm under the cheese that they laid down for the burger because you would think oh, if it's mac and yeah, cheese yeah. they're taking actual mac and cheese yeah yes. laying that down then yes. laying the, the, the cheese slice on it no no no. this Ain't was nobody regular just putting bl- a blanket of cheese over bland mac right so one you mess so now she's like oh no this was wrong i pull out the, the order on my the picture on my phone i said no no, no. it says The mac and cheese. You're lying, basically, when you're saying you did it. I don't Um, see a name on there. She's like, so you want us to make it? Now, mind you, she didn't ask for the burgers back, which I was not going to give it to her. Right. I was not going to because one, you can't take it back. No way. Cause you gave it right. to me. But if you tried to use that flex, I wasn't going to give it to you and still was going to tell you to make my mac and cheese. Right. Cause yeah. you, I've been at, cause now the line has been crossed and I'm ready. I'm ready for any and all shenanigans. Right. <laughs> I like, I got my major food. If you want to act up over this, but I'm going to make you do something that you didn't want to do. So anyway, just got there, saw the told me, okay, it'll take a few minutes. I go sit in the car for five minutes, come back out. Mac and cheese still not ready. But I see the dude, and he's warming the mac and cheese up in the microwave, right? Oh, boy. Right. So I already know. I really don't really want this mac and cheese now, right? But it's been paid for. Try Guy Fieri's frozen mac daddy cheese.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, so sat there, all right, um, got to the crib, um, cleaned the food off. Still, we're living, still living like it's a pandemic in my household. Um <laughs> I open and pop open a mac and cheese, right? I open a mac and cheese. I take a spoonful of the, like the center part, which has all of the ingredients on it, the extra cheese they put on top, whatever, whatever. I take it and because I was like, yeah, you know, she wants to taste some of it. She tasted that. I don't know. She tasted it after me. I take it. I bite into it. I'm like, mm. I'm like yeah, I, I don't want this. I'm not going to eat it. And I spit it into the garbage. And she, but she thought I was about to throw it out. And she was like, you know, maybe the kids eat it, whatever. I said, I'm just spitting it out. I'm not going to eat that. I would advise y'all not to eat it, but if you want to be like that about it, whatever, right? But this isn't this isn't edible, right? Like I'm not eating. So that was bad. They were fries, right? The fries had so much fucking seasoning on them, right? Mm. It was like, how? I mean, do we really want our blood pressure to go through the roof, through the roof, right? So I was like, I had a, I had two fries, I was like, I'm not eating any more of those fries. I finally found which sound which burger. One I had a. a um, a bacon cheeseburger that didn't have bacon on it, right? But I finally had to figure out because, mind you, those burgers were supposed to be mac and cheese, but they only put a little bit of mac on it, so the cheese looks like it's laying flat. I have to rip the cheese up to see <laughs> the mac under it. The like, so let's just say under under like the carpeting, the, right under. <laughs> yes, exactly. Right under the cheese slices, which goes back to when we talk about Batman tomorrow. But, when, <laughs> but under the cheese slice, under the cheese slice, there was probably like. 8 to 9 mac mac of uh, max right oh, like just God. exactly now look the, so the, the the image the image is like they lay down a whole big scoop on there right but like right. eight individual under cuz that's what you piece. normally
0: do with a mac
1: and cheese burger right and it comes so from mac and cheese i finally finally figured that out so i got i'm like cool i got my chicken sandwich i got my burger I go downstairs so we can sit here, talk about the concert, eat a little bit or whatever, whatever. Dude, the wing was decent. I'll say that. One, my, so so when you see like the chicken guys, the chicken guys are like these thin chicken fillets, which they're coated, um, but they're not thick, but you get two of them per sandwich or whatever. Or that's just, I'm I'm sure you could stack more, but that's what the regular sandwich comes for. Two of those chicken patties or whatever, right? So that, And that's the image they have on the app of the sandwich like you see on the show, right? Dude, why did I have some weird-ass Nashville hot chicken sandwich? Now, mind you, I don't dislike Nashville hot, but th- I did not order this, right? And we was talking about, with well, her, she was like, yeah, it was two chicken strips. Now, I didn't, I only ate half of mine, so I don't know if it was chicken strips or not, right? But she's probably right that they didn't, it wasn't even a pat, it was two chicken strips. So, mind you, also, I didn't, I should have led with this. So, this food truck is a ghost kitchen that has, and I asked somebody that was there because I'm like, yeah, which one? It has several restaurants in it, all right. So when you pull up, it doesn't say it's Guy Fieri's kitchen. It says I won't say the company name because I don't want to get these people that work there fired. Ah, not know. So I won't say the company name, but I mean, if, if common sense—you can look at where who, who has that offering. <laughs> Hey, putting hey, together Batman. this Batman esque. Uh, exactly. <laughs> exactly. With the question mark in the middle. Like, how did they, Wait, with the question mark in the middle and I'm standing in the Fieri. question mark. And I'm standing in the question mark. All right. So, sat there. I ate the chi- I ate half of the chicken sandwich. I was like, uh, I ate half of the burger. The bread was whack. The mm. burger was, it was below average. Mm. Um, all the food was, su- like, for instance, I'll say this. If Guy Fear is lending his name. Cause at first I was like, man, it hit me. I was like, is are people just printing out guy bags and boxes? Like, cause that's a sweet lick if you could do it, right? And I went and looked, because I went and looked for the food truck, and the food truck had the boxes that I saw. And I was like, wait, I think this is like, I think Guy licenses this out to, you know what I'm saying, in this fashion, right? He needs to watch that. All right. Cause that was some, that was so so it's still, dude, there's still two. Mac and cheeseburgers in there. I was like, "Yeah, see if the boy wants." So I was like, "I'm into today. I was like, I'm not giving him that. Tr- that's trash. Like, I, that should be like it was, dude. It well, was to so be fair." Uh huh. After hearing all of this
0: story, I am fully convinced, but I'm still just wondering why did these two or three or four, however people were working in this this food truck? It was two why did these two Grand Theft Auto robbers steal this <laughs> truck to go get high in an alleyway and then decide to cook up some food as a cover-up when people were they, actually asking they gotta for They got to make drinks.
1: that re-up money. They got to make that re-up money, man. Was, They're on to I us! Mean, cook some food! And again, it's, I have no problem with you being a bit lifted if that was just that. But it's still with you being concise in what you're doing. Right, that and just like also, some Grand
0: Theft Auto. Let's just steal dude, this food truck and park it. It was. It was. It you was wanted sus. a mac and cheeseburger. It was. I sus, guess dude. I can steam up and boil some pasta real quick. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Some cheddar strips left. I don't know, it's on the floor.
1: <laughs> yes, dude. Yes. So that was the bad part of Saturday evening, and later on this week we'll be dropping the, the, the best part of the concert stuff. I'll be giving you that uh, ride myself. And I believe the Maz will probably be on there for that one. Cause we'll be doing our Batman discussion.
0: I'll be shaking my head. Every time I see one of those Kent 10 gajillion flavor town Budweiser commercials with Guy Fieri and flavor, 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 flavor. <laughs>
1: Listen, I was there. Look, I've been, We. I've been a, a, a food network person uh, uh for the longest and i it's funny uh, some of the places here in chicago when with with diners drive-throughs and dines that we went it gets the crazy part. i remember this one place off of uh off of like cicero i don't know if it's 111 or 95 i think it's 111 that he went to this old school like drive-in spot and we was like, yeah, let's go try that out. And we went there and we was like, this shit is sus as you know. <laughs> and we we, we always kind of looked at we're gonna have to question some of this stuff. But I mean, but listen to this thing. He opens with drive drive-throughs and what is it, a guy's diners, drive-throughs, and dives. He's telling you that some of these places are dives in the title, right? Like dives right but you would think okay it's a that's dive. that's called the list. cya cover your ass exactly exactly you would still think that they can you can be a dive and still have good products or whatever um but, but yeah that a dive? Will, that's a dive but listen when you see though and it's a crazy part when you see that i mean he is the the prominent uh food network person you know like he has five shows on there like tournament of champions is dope to be honest with, like, I mean, I'm, I'm gonna tell you. As for what he does, I really still. I mean, I get it's it's a caricature in a way, but I like Guy Fieri. Sure. You know what I'm saying? I like, like it better that, than Gordon Ramsay. I'm sick of that yeah, caricature. Yeah, I don't. I don't do. I mean, b- one because I follow those shows that I really watch outside of Channel PBS. Um, because I grew up with my dad watching cooking shows, and it's funny since they got like the Ch- Julia Childs challenge coming out. I grew up watching my dad watch Simply Ming um uh julia Childs and like the cajun guy was on y'all i grew up watching him watch those shows on pbs so i'll still on saturdays tune into pbs occasionally to watch food shows but for the most most channel most parts it's cooking channel on the food network so if you're not on there for the most part and the Mat- Neg- magnolia network is doing food now because they got they got a uh, zimmerman over there and like that that lady that does um I forget what her song, her show is with her husband. She has a cooking show on Magnolia now too. Anyway, but that's not why we're here. Um, but again, I, it, it was, the the evening was, was cool. Um, if there is at this point, I'm, I'm, maybe I got the wrong shift. I'm going to give a warning out to anybody that's going to a food truck. That's offering guys kitchen, because even the product, I'm just, this is being honest, even the products that was featured on in the app, those weren't the same products that we ended up receiving. So I'll, that's, I'll, that's
0: the most disappointing.
1: Yeah, I'll say that. I'll say, and you know, when you're ordering on these apps that, you know, you're you're paying $60 for this stuff by the time you get through ordering it. Right. right. So like, the- and mind you, and we just and mind you, we just came from a concert. I, I probably spent a few hundred dollars at least more on those sure. tickets. You know what sure. I'm saying? So just, any concessions
0: that's you know, out the roof.
1: Right, right, right. So it's just one of those things where it it, it it I mean it was still a high note from the night, but it was a low note coming off of that. Or whatever. But you know what? It's sports time. I'm doing Dan Davis' show with my man Rob Bukoveski. So let's dive into a little bit of hoops. For our Bulls, man, I know you got it where um they have a potential MVP in a way. Uh no, they don't. And the um, we, need, we need to start being honest to, with this Bulls stuff. And it's that's not to take away from that it's been a fantastic season, even with the injuries, from what we've been used to dealing with with the Bulls. Um, and yes, they're still injured, but even an injured team should run into victories with the teams that they are looking to contend with going into the playoffs. And the fact that the Bulls haven't beaten the top teams is alarming. And sometimes because you have a bias because it's your team and it's a feel good story, those glaring holes, you 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 tend to um, not pay as much attention to as you know you should. Um, And it's not to say that there's it's the NBA and and it's not any given Sunday because he's a seven game series, but you can be upset. But when you really look at it, you have to think that the Bulls fortunes in, in this playoffs are perhaps first round, second round, you know what I'm saying? Because they may be able to be the first round team depending on where their seed is at and how low that, you know, especially if it's not the Nets, you know what I'm saying? As far as who get wins to play in and so on and so forth. But when you're really talking about Miami, that they're playing Philadelphia right now as we speak, um, the Nets, um, even perhaps the Celtics in Milwaukee, you um, you really have to sit there and think about, and can they really beat these teams, even if they have some matchups that you prefer, because these teams are way more seasoned. And some of these teams for the most part, haven't been playing playoff basketball. And I'm going to be honest with you. The Bulls have been playing playoff basketball, particularly DeMar DeRozan has been playing playoff basketball yes, for the longest, you know? So I'm, I'm just saying that like, and when I say that, I mean that he's risen his level I don't know if he has another level and it would because, I mean, the way that he's played and that gets back to your MVP discussion, it would be you're asking a lot for him to have another level over that. And I don't care if he was one of the greater players, you know what I'm saying? So he's already playing at perhaps his peak, not to say that he may not uh, a game or two in a series be able to be clicking a little bit hotter. But I mean, he's playing the best he's ever played in the NBA. Like, that's the thing you have to really... DeMar DeRozan has been playing the best he's ever played as a professional basketball player for the duration of a season, this season. So asking for him to go above and beyond that. And uh, that's with him carrying this team due to injury right. and due to sometimes Vooch not really fitting in the way you hope he'd fit in, right? Um, it's just, it just be asking a lot. You know what I'm saying? Like, when, when you just think about it from the point of... Man, one, again, they're terrible against the better teams. Um, And then this is another thing, too. I think anybody that's watched the show knows I like Patrick Williams. (laughs) And I was on Shana Maya last week with c Red Fred, and I told him, I said, you know, at the beginning of this bull season, after Patrick Williams played about three games, maybe four, because I believe he got injured on the fifth, um, I was ready for Patrick Williams to sit his ass on the bench. Not in a negative way, but I felt that Javonta Green for the role that the bulls needed at that point, he fit more with the injury the, with the energy and the defensive presence that he was given at that point. I'm not, and I didn't mean it had to be for the duration of the season, but at that point for a team that we did, we thought, me and you, we thought they would be good from the preseason, but this was still, we're talking preseason basketball, which for a lot of, for a lot of teams is meaningless. This is the beginning of the year and they were hot and it, but you could start off hot, but is it real? Which it was real. But remind you, he got hurt. So they ended up going to the lineup that I said I preferred with Javante Green starting until he ended up getting injured. But at the point of the beginning of the year, it, Patrick Williams wasn't really ready to be in that starting lineup. And I bring that up to say, we can't sit here and be like, well, if we get P. Will back, because P. Will is still finding out who the hell right. P. Will is. Right. And now you're talking about finding out with the whole different team that he didn't get the preseason. Look, we keep forgetting he didn't play in the preseason, right? He was injured, right? And then he hasn't played in the regular season. And now you're asking a second year player who got hurt his rookie season and his second year. He's missed his entire second. Look, he hasn't played a season's worth of NBA games yet. All right. He hasn't played a season. He's technically, we're using game like he's still a rookie in that sample size he has not looked
0: like the fourth pick in a draft
1: right no he, he he has it right so and it's not to say he still can't be a really good player but when we keep trying to heap on when we get when we get Caruso Zoe and P will no, when you get Caruso and Zoe from what we've right. seen this year, also right. from what we've seen from their NBA careers prior to getting here. Now, Zoe is still an improving player as far as his three-point percentage, you know, over the last couple of seasons coming to this year. But to sit there and think and put that on Patrick Williams, that he's going to solve the issues that are taking place with this team, I think is fool's gold. And I mean, I would love it to happen. That's not what I'm saying. I would love, and not to say it's impossible, the chances aren't likely. That he would come back and go on a tear. Now he may, but can he sus- sustain it? I don't think he will. You know what I'm saying? But he may. But you're just asking a lot, and I don't know how it's going to work out. But on top of that, they can. But right now, they have not beaten teams that are the teams that are blocking them from going deep in the playoffs. And it's it's. I mean, you could get one victory. This is the NBA, to be honest with you. You can right. you like bad teams beat good teams, and the Bulls aren't a bad team, right? And I get like, for instance, like the Nets when they had their full accoutrement when Kyrie came back and KD, how they they just ran them. they were trying to prove a point. So I get like that game because you you see the Nets what have lost like sixteen of, of the last. They're still games? flirting
0: with being in the playing or. That's hours. what I'm saying.
1: So they only they got up for the Bulls, and then they, they it's been nothing basically, right? So, okay, that, I can understand that happened to the Bulls, a team trying to send a message. But the rest of these teams, not to say some of them aren't trying to get up for the Bulls, but the rest of these teams are just better and showing them why they're better for the most part. And, I mean, the, and I, I'm still not saying the Bulls can't beat them, but I don't know if they can figure it out, you know what I'm saying, uh, during this season. This is, this is going to be a large question about what takes place next year and what the growth is. Okay, you had a nice season. Um, Zach, who is still banged up, um, you're gonna get some money You'll get a nice nice upgrade in your paycheck But what do all y'all do To move this to another level Or do you stay stagnant Or actually because you stay stagnant Are you really behind Where you were in the 2021-22 season Is gonna be the question And I ask this to all teams That get off one year and get hot are, Is that a sustainable thing Or if it's just an outlier um, And it's just one season And it's not a moving culture To where it's sustainable
0: yeah, I'm getting like the Derrick Rose Bulls feels where like you just knew they were a piece away. They really just didn't have enough with Derrick and the whole accoutrement to get over LeBron James and the Heat. It's how it's like feeling with Caruso and Ball being the saviors supposedly for the Bulls That's a great playoff point. chances, and you know we, we just know the NBA. We've been through it. We're the we're the place that had Jordan. You need to have one of those top guys that yep. can really carry you. And yes, you do need role players to be the difference when all the star power is equal. But the Bulls don't have the equal star power. And on top of it, too, Zach's going to be limited with that knee every now and then in the playoffs. To expect Pat Williams to come in and just be—I mean, look at the kid in Toronto, the Barnes kid from florida state he's been absolutely murdering it in a way that patrick williams has never shown to this point point. Mm-hmm. and to expect a, a young player like you said maybe he's not a rookie but he's kind of a rookie he hasn't played the full amount of games he has never gone through a playoff run in the nba ever and we all know that and,
1: and he didn't even play through march madness right mm-hmm.
0: and then on top of it too I mean, you just see with his game, he is just not an offensive stalwart. Who is he shutting down? He's not going to shut down Joel Embiid. That's who you need to shut down. He's not going to shut down Kevin Durant. That's who you need to shut down. Like, his defense, I think, can be definitely a big help. But is it going to be in a team way? Or is it just we're hoping that we can lock down enough people? Because right now the Bulls' defense, team-wise, is just terrible. And that's where hopefully Caruso and Ball come in and get you maybe – a step closer to the rest of the competition and maybe Demar and Zach can do it. Obviously we know that that's not going to be the case now, I think at this point, but you were thinking beforehand, maybe we could just be enough things equal and our big three can carry us over with their offensive prowess. And I just think at this point now with the bulls, you just want to see them honestly just develop. You want to see them win a playoff series get to that second round, play one of these really good teams in the East, and and show that there may be just that smaller piece away versus a bigger piece because then I think you're in a a lot of trouble. But at the same time too, you lock in Zach, maybe you develop a a Patrick Williams. Can you attract another free agent because Vooch is coming off the books pretty soon? Can you maybe get to a point where you've just built the bed because that's what we've talked about before? you got to build the bed so that the superstars want to come lay in that bed. If you don't have the house, you don't have the bed, you don't have all that stuff, I mean, you're just not going to sign a superstar. You, you're going to ask them to lay in the street? Say hey, we got a street.
1: <laughs> I got a seat. Well, box. unless
0: you got like one of those like, hey, we're in L.A. You want to just live in L.A.? Like that's the only time right. superstars yeah. are ever or like, South okay. Beach.
1: Yeah. Or South Beach. I'll say this, and I said this initially when they made all these, they improved the team in the offseason. The real thing, and, and Tony was upset when I said this one of the best parts of what the Bulls have done, they have assets now. Like a lot of people was really foolheartedly talking about when they had Zach, Kobe, and P. Will, and I don't even know, no, Laurie. Let me take P. Will off and Laurie, that like they had cornerstones, and it was Wendell like, no. Oh, yeah, well, you know, don't even start the window party <laughs> thing. You know how I felt about that, right? <laughs> Right, and it's not that the Wendell Carter has gone on and played well this year in Orlando, but how everyone was like he should be the leader as a rookie. He should be the this. It was just like y'all, this y'all know a little bit. This is smoke screen, right? And again, those weren't African tigers on that outfit, though. It's just that was supposed to be um, Wakanda. Those were not African (laughs) lions and tigers. All right, talking about his draft fit, Um, but look, they still, and it. I mean. None of us thought initially. None of us thought they could win the world, win the NBA title, right? As I was about no. to say, World Series. Nobody thought just they could praying we were
0: praying Ryan's would come through, and, and then we were,
1: but the finals. And, and we still were looking at injuries and thought there's a chance they can get to the finals. They have enough talent that if it was. If they could figure it out, they would have a chance. I wouldn't say they would be the odds-on favorite because I mean, you you talking about Joel and B? Who's the MVP yeah? If you this could year. just
0: get on like a Phoenix Suns type run of every top right. player in your way, to, and then you have a full healthy crew,
1: they could definitely get. To yeah, the they could definitely do it. But you, you're in a situation, and the point I'm trying to make: you're going to sign Zach. You got you're going to have. Um, I don't think they're going to trade um, Demar. You got Demar for two more seasons. I think you got Vooch for two too. Um, you still got some of these young guys. They have assets to move now, right? Like, and you, you could it, you could trade a Demar towards the could, end, right? Or and you and which he it may be something that he wants to do to get to a place where someone is really close to win the title, and they're missing somebody at that point who is a a, a, um, a clutch scorer that they only need him to come out and give them eighteen points and, a game. And
0: let's be real, that Lakers thing is about
1: to blow up big time. He'd still love to play in L.A. Yeah, he would love to play at home, right? So, but look, even if let's just hypothetically say it's Zach, it's Vooch, you know what I'm saying? Like, and it goes to the point of what you just said. Now you're making yourself more of a traction with what you've done to this front office, where I've always said this who was gonna trust Garpacks with their legacy? If you're great, right. and it's like you, that organization, yeah, I'm great. But you as an organization have to in, have to insulate the fact that my legacy and what these players now believe because nobody wants to be Charles Barkley, right? Which is still crazy, right? Because that means you don't know the context of Charles Barkley's career, right? For sure. Nobody wants to be Charles Barkley. Y'all want, want y'all Patrick want these, Ewing, right? Y'all want, want the these N. meaningless titles where KD is still like <laughs> it didn't feel it didn't feel what I thought. Yeah, of course it didn't. That's why because he didn't Barkley, earn it. Right? Like of course it didn't feel like the fact that you thought. It was when you were circumventing what you initially said, and I'm not really trying to harp on him because he was a kid. Basically when he, when LeBron went to Miami and he was like, Hey, it's not to have all this pop and circumstance. When I hit free agency, he was young, but I remember saying then when he resigned with OKC, You know, it's cool to point out that you don't need theatrics when you resign, but be aware that you're young and you don't know what you're going to want in a few years. And you saw a few years later, he wanted something different, which is his right to want that. But that's what a blowing it of the Western Conference finals up
0: three, one or whatever. And then they lose it all like that must have been the straw that
1: broke the camel's hump. I guess so. Right. And I mean, let's not act like, I think it was game, I think like it was game five. Know? I don't remember if it was game five or game six. One of those games, he laid a turd. All right. Yes. When I remember that one of those games, he laid a turd when they were up. And it was like, Wasn't dude, Steph you could hurry out the last two games, too? I, dude. I don't even want to go there. All right. All <laughs> right. Like, like, I don't it's, even... to,
0: it's to your point. Yeah. You, like, it's easy to be like, oh, I'm 23 and I'm going to win an NBA title. Let me sign the Super Max. And then you're 28 and
1: you're like, okay. Whoa. I don't know okay. about it. But also, I'll say this, but let's give him some props, all right? Because if we're going to do revisionist history, he was I – mean, And like he, John
0: Gruden says, you know, hindsight's
1: 50-50. Right, right. He was right about Russ. He was yes. right about <laughs> – he was right about as far as – and I'm, I'm just talking about as far as basketball. He is one of the most
0: shocking players in,
1: like, NBA history to me. I don't know now, what happened to Russ Westbrook. I know. It, it wasn't what ha- – it's what didn't happen. He did not improve his basketball IQ. He know you know what you know. What Russell Wilson, I mean Russell uh, Westbrook has. He's a superior athlete, one, and he's a dog. And I mean that in like the top level of dogs. He's a dog. But what he did was Russell Westbrook learned hacks, but he didn't mm-hmm. learn the process. Yeah. yeah. So he knows hacks, and we used to say this like, oh, he gonna get those ten assists. He knows hacks but he doesn't know hooping, hooping, right? So now where he has to try to influence the game in a different manner, he doesn't know how to do it without going bulldog to the wall, right? But he has the talent to be able to do it. But he just doesn't know how to set his mind. So I don't know if he has the I me mean, y- Usually shooters, it's like hitters. Now your power may wane as a baseball hitter, but usually you get better as you get older. Now I'm not saying like when you're in like the last, like like big poppy his last. As season, long as like, your
0: eyesight, exactly. The that's hand what i was just about eye to say as there, long as your good. hand eyes,
1: you get you get better. Just like Jason, people people call Jason Kidd, Aeson Kid because he had no J. All right, Jason Kidd is in the top four or five of three points made three pointers made in the NBA today. Mind you, that's what starting out not wanting to shoot a three for nothing. All right, to let you know as time progressed, how a guy that didn't have a J, not just he was okay, like Magic Johnson. Didn't he wasn't a good shooter, but he could knock down some shots, right? And then he became a better shooter. No, Jason Kidd didn't have a J, all right? And became one of the better three-point shooters ever in the NBA, right? So just that's one of my
0: favorites, by the way. Like I came into the NBA world with Jason Kidd having a J. So when I heard the history of how he didn't have a jumper at all, I'm like,
1: Jason Kidd? No, it wasn't even close. I mean, but listen, he was still cold. But and that's what's amazing is, people that saw him from the
0: beginning know exactly how awful he was at shooting. And if you just started watching after he knew how to shoot, you'd be like, one of the best shooters in the league. Well, this point
1: god that can do whatever on the court. Yeah, dude, that is yeah, nuts. Dude. Like so, um, and 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 Russ hasn't accepted that. You know what I'm saying? Like that, and that's I like I hate how Russell Russell Westbrook deserve for his career not to go this way by the amount of effort that he's played, but it's still and on him. you just him. respect the
0: dog in him. You just you respect it, it right.
1: but it's still on him that he wants to do it his own way. And you can do that, but you still have to know other ways of doing it. You know what I'm saying? You well, still to your point, to I still remember that. Like, I didn't think the Rockets would beat the Lakers when it was
0: Harden and Westbrook against AD and LeBron. But I thought maybe that could be a series if Westbrook played it right where mm-hmm. I don't care if you're being left alone in the corner, you are going to constantly attack once you get the ball to get that defense movement. And what was it? Game one, like halfway through, definitely by game two, he was deciding, let me shoot these cause I'm so wide open. That's when I was like, Bro, you're playing exactly into that. You are one of the superstars of the game. You call yourself mm-hmm. one of the best. You are supposed to be a number one option, and you're just going to do exactly what the defense wants you to do. That's when I was like, sell this Westbrook stock. It's plummeting.
1: Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, unfortunately, I mean, first of all, let me get back to the Bulls. Arturis kind of servicing Mark Eversley michael reinsdorf have definitely done us bulls fans a great service uh lesser of michael reinsdorf but definitely them um by giving us what we deserve a winning team um with talent on it um, but let's just be realistic with it because we are savvier sports fans i mean we can still enjoy the the the, the 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 kool-aid or whatever and there's chances they can get better especially i mean and still this is a key thing too i just brought up they still have those people running right the front of office right and i don't think i don't think they're going to settle you know what i'm saying like and, this, you know we don't have draft picks right now give them a few years they so yeah, ex- draft picks exactly and so let's see but, but but the great the great part about it um is that and i know like on with tony cuz he he wanted this to be organic They they circumvented it being organic and gave you something good. Now, now you can let it be a tab and more organic. And I still mean that with trades because you actually have something people want and people view Chicago more as like, you know what? Uh, listen, DeMar came here. The, of course, they were offering DeMar more money. Tristan right? Thompson came here. Exactly. That's a good one. And you know what I'm saying? Because it, it's viable. Yeah, it's cold, but it's Chicago. Like, when when you hear DeMar DeRozan being like, dude, if you can win in Chicago, dude, dude DeMar DeRozan, all right, is a, almost a Chicago God right now. <laughs> yeah. He's already in the conversation Imagine. as great a Chicago free
0: agent, period. Oh, it's not Has even a played question. A full, he hasn't even a- played a full season. It's crazy. No, it's, no, 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 no. No. no, I'm not saying it's a question. I'm saying how yeah, crazy he, he, is that
1: he, he, that? he hasn't even he played is. a full year and it's Dude, automatic. And do, you, do you know if he won and was the main reason they won an NBA title? All right, because you got to think oh, most of these people, geez. most of these people. Oh, how many people didn't see Jordan? They don't care about that. It's cool. Right. And Demar's not right. threatening Jordan. Some of these people didn't even see primetime D-Rose. Right. Right. It, like, dude, do you it, forget that. Some people haven't been paying attention to the Bulls since D-Rose, but since before D-Rose blew his yeah, knee out. Yeah,
0: 2011,
1: basically. Right. And you're gonna come here, Demar Derozan, and take them to the promised land, dude. You are it. You are in the annals of bull stardom. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, for we've him to say, about like, about this
0: show, like, what the free agents are missing with Chicago is this is such an epic sports town. You are heroized. You're legendized. Like Lakers, it's like, okay, we had Showtime, we had happy Kobe, we had Shaq, we have all these that. guys.
1: Because people know? were so, talking about LeBron and All Star Weekend. And I saw um, Richard Jefferson talking on uh, probably NBA, NBA Today with Kendrick Perkins. And Richard Jefferson, they played a clip of when they won the title. And Richard Jefferson said that was his last season. The fans was like, I'm not saying the fans made him come back. He didn't want to run it back. But the fans was like, one more year. He was like, you guys want me to come back? He's like, okay, one more year. And he was like, Kendrick, you know, and you see it with LeBron when he came into the All-Star weekend. I think it was All-Star Friday night. And he went out there, and everyone was cheering crazy. That it's different than when you're out on the West Coast or whatever. And that, co- see, and it was funny. He said that about Cleveland, but that's the same about Chicago. But it's an even better Type city. Twenty, right? It's like I mean, again, it can be harsher to a certain, but it's not like it's it's not like Philadelphia, it's right? Or New York, New York, yeah. Right. It's not like that, but it can be harsher. But if you if you win here, dog, oh. you yeah. And this is this is a major. This oh, let's be honest. Houston is coming upon us, um, and I'm and, and, and you can say Atlanta, but I'm really talking about metropolises. And shout out to RRP and shout out to Anthony Bourdain. It's funny because after I was having a conversation about Anthony Bourdain, I was talking to her about how uh, me and friend of the show Jason Kessner uh, had a conversation. I was like, the people that really loved Anthony Bourdain loved Anthony Bourdain because yes, it was do. just something about him, right? Mm-hmm. And He talked about when he was here, he had this, um, I believe it was a um, Sopranos themed Chicago episode here. Because I think it was that woke up Hmm. this morning and but he had this episode where he was here in Chicago and he was like, there's only two metropolises in America. It's New York and Chicago because you've been to L.A. It's too sprawled out. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not that it's not a city. But one, also, it's the infrastructure because a yeah. metropolis allows you to to publicly transport. I was around. just about to say public <laughs> service to get around, y'all. So if it's uh, un- unfortunate, if you don't have like a real railway. It's kind of not that's, in your, the in alone your bus system. But if you don't have like buses and railways, it's not necessarily a metropolis in a manner. That's I mean, what I have to get used to
0: outside. Like in Chicago, you grow up in the Chicagoland area, Chicago, you just think like, oh, every city's got buses and trains. And then you're like, whoa, you need a car everywhere
1: right. except here in New York. Exactly. I mean, because look, I'm talking about the L. But that's, that's not to talk about Metro too. You know what I'm saying? So like, mm-hmm. and that's not in the suburbs shoreline, all yeah, that you stuff. have. So you have, so, so it's for him to say that, and to get back to my point, this, I'm just using this through the lens of Anthony Bourdain of this is the second metropolis. Right. And you can do it in the second metropolis. Cause guess what? When's the last time the first metropolis won shit? You right. listen. It's do you listen, nothing? Listen, our parents were were busting cherries. Uh, I'm I hate to say that phrase because we we I shouldn't be so you know. I mean, our, no, you're talking about what seventy three was the last time the Knicks won a World yeah. Series? Yes, All the, right. the, the NBA championship seventy four. I want to say. I was about to say I thought that. Yeah, so 73, 74, seventy four, six. They won two back then, I believe. But that's the last I time Phil was one of the last. Yes, ones Phil. All right, you had you had Clive Frazier, Earl the Pearl, definitely on that last title. You know what I'm saying, uh, Dave the Butcher. You know what I'm saying. So like you you had these at I mean um um uh Reed Willis Reed. You know what I'm saying. Like you had these guys. Don't forget the Willis Reed coming out there injured and Wilt getting shook. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! No oh, damn it, Wilt. <laughs> like damn it, will You know you was the most a- gifted athlete. To say like damn it, will you got to get your. Oh, okay, that's another discussion. All right, that's enough talk on. Uh- Real quick though, go ahead, I like your sorry. point with the
0: organic um development. What we think of with organic development is get, strip it all down with what you got, get new assets, redraft it, rebuild it, right? I love what Arturus and Mark did in terms of the Bulls rebuild, where you're looking at, you know what? Bump that. Let's get in the playoffs this year with what we can get. Let's get in the playoffs next year. Let's keep staying in the playoffs every year so that people are constantly seeing Chicago in the playoffs. And then once some of these older people are gone that we traded all the draft pick for, We're just going to get new draft picks and we're going to develop a brand new team. And then we'll still be that nice bed for a superstar. I feel like they've already kind of made the organic bed doing it the most unorganic way in getting all the free agents and doing all the trades.
1: I feel No, I feel you. It it goes to show at this point their expertise, but it's still early. So we'll see. And they now. still got
0: Cap Guy from the Pelicans. They might be doing some crazy cap stuff okay. with Zach and all these guys this we'll offseason.
1: We'll see in in faith, with phase two and three how it goes. And I mean, and I have faith in them. But it's and, and it's not a knock on them. It has more to do with Chicago and having the rug snatched out from under you. I have faith in them, but it's still early. You know what I'm saying? And it could be a situation where they made the right moves this time and maybe they don't have the right moves next time. Now, I would say that it's probably less likely that that happened happen, the latter, because nobody – who else was given – and again, maybe they had to pay DeMar DeRozan that much to come to Chicago. But who else was really going after him? Alex Caruso. Now, we have to give props. Garpax was going after Lonzo. Mm-hmm. Right. Like that, that Lonzo has been on the bulls radar for a minute. Right. So I won't just totally say, even though they got it done, uh, uh Acme, you know what I'm saying? But I'll give, I'll, I'll give props where they're due that at least Garpacks realized, realize, okay, we need a true point. Maybe we can get some value out of Lonzo, but they didn't get it done. Right. Um, and, and again, this organization, when it became Mark Eversley, uh, and I should say our kind of service and Mark Eversley, they went after Lonzo. And then since they basically had that infrastructure, which we would have hoped proved to the NBA that they didn't have to ding us because you already knew we tried to do it prior to the trade and deadline the year before. But they messed That's up. Yes. Yeah, I mean, it also could see the, the problem with that with me is and it is funny. I thought about um, the the the, the situation. I was watching um, the the Hawks last week. What's the Hawks player that used to be with the Sacramento Kings that was supposed to go to? Um, oh,
0: the,
1: the, was Milwaukee? It Marvin
0: Bagley. No,
1: no. It, it definitely oh. it definitely wasn't Marvin Bagley. Wait, it was wait, a European cat. It was a European cat
0: that um, went to
1: Sacramento. He was a, No, he was traded to the Bucks, but the NBA flagged it, and so... Oh, yeah, Bogdanovich. Was, Bogdanovich, right. Thank you. Bogdanovich, right? The problem with this was this. There was no need for the Bulls to sign Lonzo early as they did. They, and and I'll say this to any NBA team. When you already got a deal basically in place with somebody sign that dude to third or fourth day. There's no like, cause it's done already. Like, who are you really trying to prove some? And cause look, agents and players know if you're trying to use one signing to influence another, have that player you're trying to get to come talk to the player that's going to sign there. All right. And let him know. Yeah, I'm signing. Right. But stop the early signing shit where it's like, so-and-so is definitely coming. Like, even though people still know where you're going, wait, and do the deal, because that was the problem, you know what I'm saying, with the, the Milwaukee situation. They put it out there basically like, this is this is done, and I'm watching him, keep, like, Trey Young is hurt, uh, Collins is out, and I'm watching him kill the other day last week. I'm watching it, thinking, still, and I know me and you talked about it. You and I talked about it. Like, damn, if he would have been in, think about if Milwaukee had him now. Yikes. You know what I'm saying? Right. And they would tri- need that Grayson Allen garbage. You sure wouldn't. Right, sure sure wouldn't. But it's like you, like you, you. If he's already, I now it's different. If the situation is, all right, we don't have him signed. But if you, if y'all, if y'all know y'all got a little sweetheart deal, you don't need to rush to. You need to. You don't need to rush that to the league office. All right, like he, get the oh, presses running. I was about to say, the free agency just opened up. Here you go. No, just, just relax.
0: All right, it's not that serious. You don't want to pull the Lovey Smith banging at the door of Julius no, Rivers, right have at twelve zero zero, boombox over his head. <laughs> I like the neighbor. Hey, turn that down and knock on the door.
1: Okay. okay so <laughs> oh, I, I got you. That. I got you. So wait, is it is it time? Is it that time, Ryan? I think it's that time. So let Ryan B ski. What do you have for me and let's go. Don't you think? I mean, isn't this really? Everything's up for grabs. Up for grabs. Ryan Bukoveski.
0: Well, we got to talk about gambling, rambling, Calvin Ridley. As uh, his DraftKings account says, Calvin Ridley ATL. That's where you can add him at.
1: Wait, wait. I think it says actually Calvin Kidley. Does it? Yeah, I think it's a. C. I don't know if it's a C.R. I thought it was a C.I., but regardless, it was foolishness that took place. So anybody doesn't know. um, Suspended for the whole year. Yeah, Falcons receiver Calvin Ridley, former Alabama receiver Roll Tide, even though these Bama receivers in the pros are doing a disservice to the organization. Two of them. Um, And I won't say the other one because it's unfortunate and it's a tragic situation and it doesn't need to be used as some banter. Um, But Calvin Ridley, if we can remember last year, had an excuse absence from the team that wasn't injury related. All right. During his excused absence, apparently he gambled on football games and Atlanta, uh, Atlanta Falcons games. Now, he did not I believe gamble for them to lose, which again, if you're sitting there and you're using your whole name in ATL, for the most part, your whole name minus a letter. From what I said earlier, you probably shouldn't bet on your team to lose, particularly when you're not playing. Right, I want to let, you, I'm gonna let y'all know how I really feel about you, Memphis. <laughs> lost, 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 lost. Ice, get back exactly. hell out of here. Matty Ice, Cal pits my ass, Cordell Patterson. But, um, the thing is this, and it's funny. I don't know how Poor many of Cordell. his tweets, how many of his tweets you've read today from uh, Calvin Ridley. Have you? I gone only that- saw the uh, the fifteen hundred is all I gambled on, or all I spent gambling. Oh no, oh no. He went from He did. He did a lot more than that. Um, the fifteen hundred. I know I did wrong, but damn, a whole year. Um, just a lot of it. Some of it wasn't bad. Some of it was like, "I'll be fine. Don't worry about me." And, you know, people talking crazy. I'm fine. But the the problem. The problem is this, and this is why Pete Rose shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. Let me kick that off. For all y'all to get mad at me with that. This is why Pete Rose shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. And when people, you don't know what you're talking about, sir. You're right, but um when people say you know some people and i see the um people y- using the uh stephen ross situation with brian flores as far as allegedly in Brian flores a uh, uh, class action suit against the dolphins and their owner stephen ross he says that stephen ross basically said he would pay him to lose to ensure them to be able to draft again another Alabama player in uh two or two along the right now that hasn't been proven, period. Just to be honest with you. So not to say that it shouldn't be brought up, right? And I'm not capping for I mean I'm not well, it's not cap. I'm not covering for them, but that hasn't been proven. This has actually been proven and he's admitting that he did it, right? Now I'm gonna get back to the Pete Rose situation. And you can believe Pete Rose if you want to. So if you go back to Pete Rose, Pete Rose says he never bet that. The Reds would lose when he was their manager, right? The problem with that, now, one, I'm gonna tell you that, and there's actually, this isn't an apples to oranges comparison. When Pete Rose was betting, he was betting using a bookie, meaning an illegal person that takes gambling. All right. Because he was such a gambler as a player, he had his own bookie. But also gambling was illegal outside of being in Las Vegas and on the boardwalk out in New Jersey or Atlantic City. Right. So though in America, for the most part, until like the last five, six, 10 years, you could only could gamble in Vegas and Atlantic City. All right. So you could
0: find it illegally.
1: Exactly. With the bookie, which we know not saying that Pete Rose bookie. And I think he probably was was connected to the mob, but still probably was. You no, know, I'm pretty sure he was actually. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing is this. So I'm a, I'm going to use this for a bookie, but if apply it to still who like also no one's dumb when there's a Calvin C Italy, ATL, and they could sit there and look at perhaps more information on his account cuz who knows like who's working there that can really look at his account, right? And see, de- depending on his credit card information or whatever, like who he really is by what may right. be in that account or so on and so forth. The point I'm trying to make, getting back to the Pete Rose, when Pete Rose, let's just hypothetically say if you believe Pete Rose, he never bet against the Reds. Okay. So guess what happens with the nights that Pete Rose didn't bet on the Reds? It told his bookie to bet on the opposing team because that night, Pete wasn't going to try either by extending his bullpen to make sure he got his cash back. Right. Or by sitting there just because they're the odds on favorite that he didn't believe his team could win. So it wasn't that. And again, allegedly that Pete Rose, cause I don't know if Pete Rose bet on this team or not, but I'll just say, let's just go with it that he didn't bet on it against the team is what I mean to say. But what uh, the problem is, the nice that Pete Rose didn't choose the Reds, it let everyone else that knew his bookie and it, that you could bet against the Reds because their manager didn't believe in them. And he probably wasn't going to exhaust all of their players to make sure that he wins. So even with Calvin Ridley, one it's he shouldn't be betting on his own sport period. Like we all know that from Paul Horning, and uh, uh, um, from Eric Karros from the Lions, also known as uh, George Papadopoulos from Webster. If you don't know who Eric Karros is, all right? They, they both got banned back in, I believe it was the 60s. It may have been the 70s, but I believe it was the 60s for betting on NFL games, all right? Paul Horning from Green Bay and Notre Dame, and he took Jim Brown's Hall, uh, Heisman Trophy. And, um, of course, Eric Carroll, right? And they were banned and the reason they were banned because if players are betting and throwing games why do we believe this is real and it's not soap operas not to say that it may not be soap operas in general with some of the stuff they can do to try to change the odds or whatever but when you have calvin really doing that and one what if he gets in a situation where financially because i believe he said he only spent fifteen hundred dollars on this or whatever which is even worse in a way to be honest with you because it's like if you're gonna go to go. Like, if you if you think you have intel, like, if you're going to do it, man, do right. it. Like, he was like, so he got suspended for a year for less than two grand. Think about that. And you know he's not putting down just, like, a hundo.
0: Like, right. he didn't just bet 15 times. Right. Like, so, I'm exactly He probably saying, bet three said, times.
1: No, I believe they said he had three parlays, right? That's he what had I was three, say. Probably he had three, three Going to what you just said, he had three parlays, Right. And so, but also just see this is the problem, and this is and this is my problem with younger people with this device in front of them. I'm on my laptop, right? Ryan's on his. There's so much damn information, particularly pertaining to whatever you're doing or want to do, that you can find out. Like all, listen, all Calvin really had to do was Google players gambling in the NFL, and he would have gotten to educate or. Or athletes gambling on their sports, and he would have gotten the education that would have told him, you know what, I'm not gonna do that. It's particularly when you're like we're with like this is the thing, and I saw some people taking shots at Calvin Really. Calvin really is nice enough not to be doing that. It'd be different if I can't remember um the Giants player in the Super Bowl against the Patriots that caught the the, 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 the pass on David the David Tyree. Thank you. I knew I was gonna say something close to Tyree. I wasn't gonna say Tyree, right? It'd be different. I'm sorry, David Tyree, if you were David Tyree. All right. And it's like, man, I ain't making that type of money or whatever. I'm not looked at as one of the primary stars or what, you know, like um, Calvin no, really Calvin is Ridley probably, can get a, he can Calvin really is probably money. one of the top, like health. Calvin really, before he went out last year, is a top 20, top 25 receiver in the NFL, I would believe. You know, top 25. Let me go I, top 25. Let me go top 25 and then maybe top he 25 could top be a 30. number one on chart, Right, right. Exactly. But I'll say look, to be safe, top 30. All right. A top 30, 35 guy. I'll put it like la- because for the most part, as we've known him last year was the first year he played without Julio, even though Julio had been hurt. So even if Uli- Julio was hurt a lot and he was the number one, he wasn't on the depth charts, primarily the number one. All right, so I'll say thirty-five. He's a top thirty-five well, like receiver. if Allen
0: Robinson is considered a top twenty, I would take Alvin Ridley over Al Robinson.
1: Well, but see, the only problem I have with that is I know outside of last year that Allen Al- Alan Rob Allen Robinson can be a number one, right? And I last year, this past season was the first year for Ridley to prove he could be a number one, and. Due to whatever was happening, that he stepped away from the football field, and then this, he didn't take advantage of it, right? So I just, to, and I'm, a, I'm again, I'm roll tide, but this is ridiculous, right? Like I mean, to be just be honest with you, this is fucking ridiculous. You, you should, and this is the own, this is the issue I have with younger. You should know better, and you have divide. Like we used to have to have to have, and it's a joke. I don't know who had the joke. if It was Dave Chappelle or whoever. And they used to have this joke. I believe they should have this joke that anytime you're about to do something that may be illegal, some old black man will jump out and tell you <laughs> the prison sentence that you would get, right? And that's sometimes why I don't have the same angst against Stephen A. Smith as some people have, because I kind of look at Stephen A. Smith as like to be that person to be like, hey, y'all, this, you know, this may happen or whatever, right? As far as when people s- super critique him, not to say that sometimes he may not deserve it. But the thing is with Calvin Ridley and not having that dude to jump out and be like, hey, you know, Paul Horner got suspended for a year for doing that in Eric curls. You need to, before you in, in, indulge in that, because you, this is the crazy thing too, and people are like, well, gamble. He could have offshore, maybe he did offshore gamble. He could have gambled before. And he's using that to a degree. I couldn't watch football and this gave me pleasure. This is why I really don't gamble. And me and you have had uh, talks about uh, doing more gambling segments, but we want to be authentic in it and not lie because I don't really, I like it's bad enough. If I care about a team to watch them lose, I really don't want to watch you lose. And I put some money on you. (laughs) Yeah, That's the worst. I really, I really, I really really, like it's enough for me when people was like, yeah, but it makes the game funner. If I believe in you, it's fun enough to be honest with you. If, if right. I believe in you, it's an. If I believe you and said, "Hey, I think they're a win," and I got to go back and be like, "I'm wrong," that's enough equity in that situation for me. Again, right. may, I'm, I maybe I'm a square in that way, and not to say that I wouldn't bet. No, no you're a sports
0: but, guy. I think like a sports yeah. guy, you don't need a lot to get into sports, right? You like don't understand maybe, the listen, obsession of needing to gamble on everything.
1: And not saying that I wouldn't bet, but when you're sitting there, right, and I can remember being in high school, blowing my knee out. And the first time I, I told my dad I had to go buy Madden because I blew my knee out at the very the last week of the season. I got injured the last week of the season. I, 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 I totally tore my ACL probably three a month later to three weeks, all right. And I had I, at this point now, I'm engaged in football. I need something. this was the first time I bought Madden, right? Because I needed some simulation of what I was doing. So I understand that he needed some simulation. But you don't need assimilation. Was going to threaten your your you making your earnings Go and gamble so, on college football. That's a great. That's a really great point that you just made. Because at least because to your point, it's not like you're like we well, gamble on another sport. That's cool. But at least you're still gambling on something you know. So you right. look at that. You have an inside in it. You're right. You should have just went and gambled on college football. But like to, to make excuses for it, there should be no excuse. No athlete should bet on his sport. All right. And it's not to say that more athletes don't bet on their sports. We'd be naive to say that yeah, they don't. I for sure. Right? Do. And that's before. But it's just, it's like you
0: said, all of a sudden, everyone's like, it's wrestling. It's pro wrestling. Once you start gambling on your sport, that's just right. how it turns into.
1: All right. What else you got for me, Ryan?
0: Well, we're still locked out. MLB, MLBPA. I guess we're going to have to keep doing this until a deal signed. We know the first 3 series or sorry, the first 2 series of the season have been canceled. How many more games are being canceled before the next agreement?
1: Um probably majority of April. Um I think they're going to get this signed in the next week. And when I say the next week, I think the next three days they may get this done. Mm-hmm. Um, I do. I, I mean, say, I, let me say this. I believe, and this is, I could be wrong, and I'm not the most locked in person. Um, you should check out. The um, most
0: locked in on the
1: lockout? Yeah. You should check out, oh, my man, uh, Tab. I was doing Shana Maya, and I forget. I, I have to think about the, um, you know what? Give me one second real quick. Because I want to definitely tab. Wait, 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 real quick. It's like, oh, while you're
0: looking that up, there's been more and more. I don't think I really buy it, but there's more and more of this. The season could be canceled BS. And maybe that's just a bunch of
1: Twitter clicks. Tab Bamford. All right. Tab. Follow him at the one tab. Tab Bamford from La Vida. Base- Is it La Vida baseball. Am I wrong with that? Um. That might be right. Let me get that. Let me, no, no, let me, let me be very accurate in what I do. I need to be better with that. So I apologize. Um, gotta yeah, be LaVita as accurate. Levita Baseball, right? Tab Banford <laughs> for Levita Baseball provided Sean and I an education on what the NLP owners are doing earlier at the end of last Friday. Shout out to Tab. So follow him at the one tab. And I'm not even joking. Follow him at the one tab. But just talking about basically how, for instance, as far as baseball revenue, you damn near know that uh, Rickettsville isn't on that, right? So the money that they get out of Rickettsville, they don't report that as baseball revenue, right? Hell no. And the only reason we know what the Braves, the type of money they made is because they're publicly trans, uh, uh, a public team, all right? A stockish, you know, it's a public team. They have to tell us what they make. That's how the players found out. But when you look at all of these advantages, look, look, Artie Moreno was there. Was four owners that voted against the basically the luxury tax, right? And it was like you know the the, um, the Royals. Um, I don't know if Baltimore did, but I'm saying it was teams in those fashion. Usually, it's the smaller market team. The smaller here, Artie Moreno, who last year I remember and I said this to him is building uh is building a sofi type Rickettsville in Anaheim for the Angels voted mm-hmm. against that just let you know just uh, so you have all these situations where owners have all these and we know how the uber rich have different ways to hide their money so they don't have to pay let alone let you know what they make but all these owners and it's not even like they're it's, it's really hidden all these owners have for instance like Comcast do you think the White Sox or the uh, the the the, the uh, Black Hawks or the, even with the Bulls report Comcast as the earnings they make off of that off of a basketball or ba- or baseball. You and, and it's included in the revenue as far as look we make this this much off. They don't. So all those little all those things they do that are they make money because of the team. They don't even use that. That's not even added into baseball or whatever sport it is, revenue. All right. So just when you're hating on the players or whatever. And yes, the players are rich. But when you're talking about they're going against the uber rich who have even more ways to disguise the money. I'm not talking about the money they have. That's their money. The money they generate off of what the players do. All right. I mean, look
0: it's, at uh, look at Ricketts. You brought him up. This man's quoting biblical losses. It's the quote everyone can't stop talking about. Who's trying to buy Chelsea Soccer Club, dude? Who's this, suddenly who's? I liked how I heard on Sports Radio. He went into the couch and happened to find the Chelsea money that he needed because he didn't have it before for the Cubs. Oh crap! I forgot under the cushion. That's where I'm keeping all my billions,
1: dude. I mean, first of all, listen. Miss me with that bullshit, all right? the 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 worth the the value of your team already makes you in the black. I so we can try to act like you're not in the black off of the revenue generated season to season. But even if we really ventured into, and they they may not still be in the black from the purchase from the Tribune, <coughs> but they're close. <laughs> but when you look at and, but when you project it out, like maybe a oh, black same. right now. Yeah. Like Rickettsville, when you look at the rooftops and even like you just said, if it's not the once they get into the black, it's going to be like Jerry World. Do you understand once Jerry Jones get in the gets into the black with Jerry World, the landfall he will have? You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like it's it's mm-hmm. and it also when I'm saying, telling you that landfall. Let's just look at it like this. If you, you you're not getting what I'm saying. So let's just say this is how much money you're in debt. All right. Wait, let me put it right. Here. This is your debt. Right, so you have to get past this. All right, this is the wait. I'm doing this wrong. I'm sorry. This is what the black is going to be once you get past that. All right, actually, it's going to go into Ryan's. Ryan, can you right. put your hand the, the, the other way? The other, the, uh, yeah. It's and it's going to keep going like like you know like the goal line in the NFL around the world hypothetically, right? That's how it's going to keep like rickets so are about to be crossing the plane. That's what I'm exactly, exactly, right? <laughs> and, and they're gonna continue to cross the like that's the point. Like, open your mind up and the green be like, no, it's not the same. I get the right. players and, are rich and then are the you. funny
0: ironic thing with that that you just pointed out with that example, the Cubs going in the black. When did they start going red? When they traded away all those players at the trade deadline. Like the players end of day is what people come out there for, and the owners know that, but that gives them too much power. So they hide behind all that stuff. And then what do they do? They build up around their stadiums, like you're pointing out. And they get all these fancy revenue streams that they don't even put on the books. Do they and put plus the, the Braves just won $100
1: million. Wait, do they put the gambling on the books? Like, I mean, it's there's not, so many. It's not legal yet. We know that that's going to triple, no, quadruple no, the no, value. No, no, it's not. It's it legal. There are owners like. Do you, do you remember how many owners were involved in like DraftKings and all that? Like, well, it's owners, coming, but that—that's like, that, the problem with up Stephen. Their that was revenue. Stephen, That was the Stephen Ross. I believe Stephen Ross is one of those owners that is involved in betting too. Right where they're they're oh, they venture capitalists. Yes, you know I'm saying they're venture capitalists in these situations. So one, they're getting. So this is the crazy part. If we believe Stephen Ross did tell Brian Flores, "If you lose, I'm gonna pay you." He's not, okay, let's to say that's wrong, right? But I'm an owner. I don't know any better. I think two is the answer. Okay, cool. He's totally messing up the the fabric of sports in the first place, the truth, what we believe, because we, we, there's still some mess, the, the believe to be the true value and the honesty of sports. You know what I'm saying? As far as it's not corrupt, it's no one's cheating. That's it. It's competition. It's not a soap opera. Everything's on the board. It's not the WWE, right? So one, he's doing that, but then look at it and con- and conflate it. I'm saying, please conflate this with the fact that he has monies in betting. And he's fucking with betting. If he's t- now, if, if blind force would have did what he said, he's that, like, there's a difference yep. from taking for a draft pick with taking when I got money in betting, you know what I'm saying? Like that, that's a whole different manner manner when you're talking about it. So that's, that's what I just want to leave you with on that part. All
0: yeah, right. I mean, just to finish with that, that's going to be the huge problem. Gambling is going to come into every sport. It's going to triple the value of every sport. you are going to be betting on pitch and strikes it's not going to take too long for people to be like, are they doing this just to make money? Are
1: they doing this for real? And we're just gambling so, so, on it? But that's, see, I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't really want gambling to be involved with sports like this. Mm. Because as a kid, I mean, I talked to my dad and we used to talk about Paul Horning and Eric Kairos in those situations. And my first thoughts in this, and again, it's not as bad as what I thought, like with the Vegas teams. Um, There's always going to be a situation where these Vegas players can be corrupted. But I I think on looking at the world as a macro, you don't have to be in uh, one region to corrupt, especially with gambling. Even if gambling wasn't legal in majority of the places, but it's legal enough. You can even if it was a little illegal, you could still corrupt players on teams to try to especially gain when advantage. you're at that level. Yeah, exactly. To try to gain a financial advantage. But it was it was always the fear of stuff like this where and again, I mean, if Calvin really is telling the truth and this it's was a large sum, OK, but it was still stupid. Like, that's right. like it only takes one Pete Rose to ruin it all, right? And he, but he didn't ruin it. But it like, but, but no, your point is valid, right? But it just tells you our thirst for this to where I mean, people still was like, Man, he didn't, he didn't believe him right and it's like I, the crazy part when people said believe me it was like wait so you think baseball would get rid of one of his greatest players
0: i know like they loved right? pete rose at that point right he was well, the caricature great. he was let me just blow this dude up at home exactly.
1: play exactly. I mean, scrappy let me her, let me her, i'm about to let me put Fosse's career on the endangered right. list all right let right. I me mean, let ray know how i'm feeling in this all-star game but did like you do you think they wanted to do that? Like, that's the thing sometimes people don't really You think they really want to go after P. Rose? Even if, let's just even say uh, uh, Giamatti had an axe to ground. I'm not saying I know, I can go back and remember that. But let's just say he did. Do you think G- Bart Giamatti would have endangered, perhaps, in just the risk? Not to say he may have had common sense that people love baseball too much, but endangered baseball with Mr. Hustle being on the hook? You know, mm-hmm. what I'm saying like you sometimes you got to take a step back and think this doesn't make common sense financially. All right. Like financially, it could have and maybe they knew it wouldn't have. I'm saying that but it could have hurt them to do that with Pete Rose. Right. So why would they want to do it if he was innocent? That's the point that I'm trying to make. And when he's bring running it
0: around, to nowadays. They can't even get in a deal agreed upon all because of
1: money. Right. Which is a great point. And on that note. And it has nothing to do with illegal legal monies, but on money. But that also that just lets you know how stupid baseball is. The fact that the owners are always willing to risk fandom for like think about how many teams have like the, what the NBA is locked out like twice within the last 20 years. Yeah. Right. I mean,
0: the only real big one has been the NHL strike like the NFL was, I think, locked out for a hot minute. Right. But But they got got everything ready. NBA started up on Christmas Day. But you had the situation.
1: You had. Exactly. You had when the Spurs, they had the 50 game season in what? 98, 99. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then you had like you just said, they had one in like in the last like five years where they start up, but for the most part, they still I mean, the M- the MLB had one when they didn't play a season. And we talk about at the time still, even though we knew football was, but this was still considered, I mean, America's pastime. They had the nerve. I'll say this. I think that they won't lose as many fans because most of the fans that are still here will remain here. They've remained here anyway. Right. But the right. fact that you, your demographic is dying and you still like to, and you took
0: two months off.
1: Like you it took still two like to
0: months to, to finally start negotiating. Like, well, that just goes to show you, they didn't, they
1: didn't want to pay for April. They didn't want to. Pay. I, then and they should just, make it they should just the get CBA. rid of it. Mean, listen, if, if you're not playing, if these if these cold weather teams aren't playing in the South, then just don't play till the bottom end of the month, to be honest with you. Like, and you that's do better that in than the
0: negotiation. Okay, we don't want that CBT to go up. How about we let it go up and we stop playing games in April? How
1: about that yeah. one? So, again, uh, we'll be back later on this week. We got some hot topics that we want to really dive in and, and and entertain you. But also let us know what you think. You know what I'm saying? Some of the things we say, even if you're, you're pro or con, um, let's know what you think. You know, be cordial because, you know what I'm saying, we're cordial with you. You ain't got to be a dick. Um, but yeah, we just just talk to us and we'll talk to you and let us know well, something. We know other a things. great
0: food truck that you should try out if you are here. <laughs> <a kid. laughs>
1: Facts. So for Ryan Bookeveski and myself, um, really be safe, man, because you never know what's going on out here, but you know, don't be an ass. Mm-hmm.